In a world overrun with an infinite amount of multiverses, originating from a plethora of sources, four longtime friends band together to try to make sense of it all and present it to an audience in an easy-to-digest podcast. This is Geeking Off the Page. Greetings, geeks. I'm Mike Kitchen, and I like Trevor's shirt. You will now be my rival. Hey, everybody. It's me, Trevor. I just finished a Taekwondo tournament. I'm not sore, but I am tired. And I'm Gavin Burbage. I'm probably going to drool on myself. I'm Troy, and it's only after we've lost everything that we're free to do anything. So I want to thank everyone for uh, joining us for this uh, particular episode of Geeking Off the Page. It is our 23rd go-around at this uh, attempt to make an entertaining and informative, uh, eh, more of an entertaining than informative sort of podcast about like an attempt. Yeah, an attempt, an attempt, yes. Um, for the, uh, the world of pop culture and how it pertains to uh, us. We are a collective of friends that have known each other for uh, going over 25 years now into the past. And uh, basically we have just brought it up to the modern day hour sitting around in the middle of uh, our college days, talking about the latest comic books, the latest movies, the latest TV shows and whatnot. And we're just doing it here in this particular format. So like every single episode, we are going to be starting with our coming attractions. So we have quite an actual uh, a boatload of uh, trailers and previews and behind the scenes stuff coming at us because um, if you're not aware, um, this is, uh, we're actually recording on the 16th of uh, October in 2021. And that is uh, basically the day that they release the uh, DC fandom on uh Fandom, sorry, on uh, YouTube. And it basically, over the next however long, they've basically released all their trailers, all their making ofs, all their behind the scenes stuff for everything that DC has from their comic books to their TV shows to their movies. And for the most part, we're going to cover a bunch of the movies because it's a lot of stuff that we've been talking about recently. And we've just had tiny little bits and pieces. And there's some stuff that we actually have been speculating about and they're coming in now. The TV series, I don't think we're going to go much in the TV series because there's still a, whale, a ways to go. And to get into the comic books now, I think is probably the wrong thing for us to do. If we wanted to do comic books, we would have started from the beginning talking about the actual physical comic books. So we talk about everything that springs from the comic books. Um, so we're going to start with the actual other trailers that are not DC related. And we're going to talk about the uh, final trailer for uh, Dune. And this one here is basically showing off a lot more of what this movie is going to look like. We actually, the cool thing is there's not a lot of rehashed sequences from the previous trailers. There's uh, there is obviously there is some because it's not a whole entire two and a half minutes of new footage, but we are given a lot more insight. We see a lot more of the design of this movie, which was a fascinating thing to see because in the previous trailers, I thought, ooh, this is fantastic. But we're seeing even more stuff of it, which is kind of cool to see. I mean, we see a lot more detail of the characters, a lot more progression of the characters. Um, we see uh, a lot more of the effects, which is kind of neat. And um, the story is fleshed out a little more. If you piece all the pieces together, you get some sort of uh, nice little story uh, culminating. So this is being released both theatrically and on HBO Max. 
on October 22nd. And I just want to quote in the trailer, if you look near the end of it, uh, well, about three quarters of the way through it, um, uh, one of the, uh, the, the, the magazines has actually left, uh, put up their, uh, sorry, one of the websites has actually put up their quote of, uh, you know, the recommendation of the quotes. And the quote says, the next Star Wars, Lord of the Rings is here. And it's like, really? Okay, off of one movie, you're going to say that? All right. But um, that also brings up the fact that um, we know that the director wants to make a second movie. We know that he, he has make, to make one because he he's only doing one. half the book. Yes, because apparently he is only doing half the book. Um, so basically, that's what we're counting on, that this is a successful movie. So people go see this movie or hopefully enough people sign up for HBO Max just because of Dune. And then we'll eventually get a sequel. So what do you guys think of this? Uh, what we have so far of this trailer or what? I mean, I know in the past we've said we all want to see this movie. We're fans of the series. We're fans of the the universe itself. Um, but is there anything changed with you guys with watching this trailer? I'm still I mean, I'm still going to watch it. There was there's no doubt in my mind. Um, I like that they they didn't have any new scenes. They just kind of let the scenes play out a little longer. Um, That's true. You're right. You're right. I Yeah, you are right. Now that I'm reflecting on what I'd seen, it is seems to be, the scenes are padded a little more than they were. Not yeah. Nothing brand and, new. And I, I do like, I mean, I've, I've read the Dune series many, many times. Um, and I, I didn't like the fact that um, in Lynch's version, the he kind of glossed over some of the equipment um whereas in you know in, in this one they have the ornithoppers basically like insect like aircraft um and it's it's funny it's almost like they pulled it right out of the dune video game that came out like back in like 2000 because they had the ornithoppers and it these look shockingly like those which were pretty much designed well from the the, the book like they they really followed the books more than than the movie so seeing stuff like that is you know it just it makes me want to watch it more so, yeah yeah yeah, yeah this, this friday i'll definitely watch it on hbo and if this feels like a movie that you want to see on the big screen so if i mm -hmm. can manage it i will see it on the big screen yeah. as well and again it says that it was filmed for imax so i don't know my tv is pretty big it's it's yeah, if you stand close enough, any screen is uh, <laughs> is an it's IMAX. Five inches. I mean, come on. So it's it's okay. It's, yeah, so fine. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty big, and and I got nice surround sound. So yeah, but still, there's that going to the theater. Like, I mean, here again, still with this pandemic starting to wean itself off, the theaters are still not at full capacity. They're still selling mm -hmm. at. I think we're at seventy. 75 or 80 percent capacity for the theaters for the theaters uh every other row shut off you can't if you select your seat you can't select two seats on either side of that sort of thing but yeah. um yeah so it's 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 still an interesting thing to be doing so yeah what do you think mike are you i mean yeah. i know i know i know when it comes to you mike it's a huge deal to go to the movies well, especially now with Ontario wanting vaccine passport stuff. Yeah. Because, you know, not to get too conspiracy theory, but I'm not playing that game just for moral reasons. So 
I've mixed feelings with this trailer. Part of it is because we've been teased for two years now. And I've been so excited for two years now. And it doesn't look like I'll be able to see this with the big IMAX experience. So it's just kind of like, oh, I've kind of seen this already. I've seen this before because I've read the books. I've been so hyped for it. I've wanted to see it so badly. And it's taken so long. And I probably won't even get the big family experience in IMAX and 3D and the whole thing, right? So if this is just something we watch on our TV at home, it's like, oh, what a letdown. Two years anticipation just for that. Right. Now, all that said, I'm still excited to see it. Um, The more I see of the clips that are revealed in the trailers, the more I'm thinking they're sticking pretty closely to the books. That makes me happy. There's some funny stuff like with uh, was it Harkonnens with no hair. Like, where's mm-hmm. the red hair? Like, I wish they would at least give him red eyebrows or something. Oh wow, I, I just realized that you're right. He there's no it's, red hair. Right, and that's I mean they overdid they thing. overdid it. yeah I mean they overdid it with friggin the the McDonald Ronald McDonald hair color yeah in the Lynch version but it was yeah. a Technicolor dream which uh david lynch did but you're right i completely forgot yeah he does actually have they it is red hair it is an iconic mm-hmm. thing you're right right but it's even the good. fact that you forgot tells you how well they've done these designs yeah where you can kind of go oh, okay and a bunch of creepy white bald dudes well right you know they still look kind of cool well um, we, i mean we haven't seen an, the rest of the family sort of thing so there yeah. still is that we've only really seen i mean we, ha- we haven't seen uh, Baron Vladimir really close up that much, and we've just seen the the his his nephew Rabatan. So, yeah. And then the more I watch these trailers too, and again after having read the books and really studied the Dune universe, is it really shows that it's the first half of the book. You know, even to the point where someone's riding on the worm, that can't be Paul riding the worm. That's got to be the first riders that he sees in the distance. At least that would be my prediction. I'm guessing they probably stop it before he goes through the full training. That's my prediction. If I'm wrong, probably, I owe you a coke. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say he's gonna stop it just after he takes the water of life. I would think it would be right there as well. The other side, and then bam, stop it right there. Yeah, that probably. Yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty. That sounds pretty. That's that's pretty much almost halfway too, isn't it? Like just. Yeah, because from that point on, it's him uniting the Fremen. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it's battles. a whole new, it's a whole mm-hmm. new storyline that builds up from there. So yeah, that is that would be the crescendo of the the midpoint of the story. So that sounds about. Now, that sounds when does about, that? Okay, that happens before the break in the book, right? Because the first book is essentially two books. Because there's a two year gap. Because mm-hmm. that's yeah, where I'm thinking. Is this yeah, do the water first I mean, and then the gap? It's well, he I can't remember. No, he, yeah, because he takes over the Fremen at, the, at that point, yeah. and but they don't they don't let him take over until after he's matured into his full power, and that gap is him training the Fremen because it's not like a, a a weekend course teaching them how to use the, the, the sonic <laughs> devices. I would hope not. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's they have that gap there where he's training his army and they're doing the hit and run you know, guerrilla tactics against the Harkonnens and and then finally stepping up to the point where he's secure enough that, all right, now we can take them down. Now we can give them a fight. Yeah, so watching these trailers, that's the other thing that kind of sinks my spirits because I know they haven't 
actually made the second movie yet. And yeah. so that this is the first half of a movie that we've waited this long for. Theaters are shut down for the most part. And the next movie's not made. It's like, oh my God, I hope we see the second one of this. Because if we don't, it'll be such a letdown. But I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For they, sure. What's the budget of this one? Like almost 200 million? 175? Yeah, yeah. And again, it's a it's a it's a casualty of COVID. It just unfortunately now, it's I know it's already made over 100 million internationally. Yes, it has been released already. Yes. Yeah. So it's it's already made at least I think it, they, they were saying like it's it's made like almost 60% of its budget back. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's already rumblings that the next one's greenlit. Yeah. So whereas God. before a couple of weeks ago, there's no word on that. It's like, don't you dare give us half a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just reading. Uh Sequels have not yet been officially greenlit by Legendary. So, yeah. There's rumblings of it. They're talking about it. Yeah. And again, it all depends on like what it does. I'm And I'm pretty sure it's more of the box office than HBO Max because HBO Max doesn't actually translate into actual money as much as box office does. And again, yeah. All right, so the next thing we have up on our docket is a nice little PSA by The Deep from The Boys about uh, cleaning up the water. And it's basically a fun little, uh, like I said, PSA about Deep becoming an ambassador uh, from um, Liquid Death, a, uh, uh, a company that is uh, basically trying to clean up the plastic pollution in the seas. And um, it's got all the humor of what we've seen from the boys and the fact that it's the deep as well as that character is the character that the deep is. It's just funny to see it. it he's got the right intention. He, he has the idea that he wants to do good. It just, it's poorly executed. I mean, setting fire to all the plastic they've collected. <laughs> it's just... Oh, it's just it's a brilliant thing. Now there's not much. Uh, more. They got it out of the water. Who yeah, no, no, the hey, no, they got the water it. Out of the water is safe. Scientists and most of the dolphins I talked to. And most of the dolphins. I was just about to say because when he says scientists and most of the dolphins I've talked to, it's just like oh, it's there's a fascinating like like um an innocence with that character, but that character is so wrong. I mean, it is. It burns when I breathe. (laughs) Yeah. And as he's finishing up the PSA, they don't edit anything. He's still coughing. He coughs his lines through it and all that because he's inhaling all this toxic. Yeah. And the smoke. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Um, But it turns out it's just an advertisement for on Amazon Plus, you can watch season one and two of The Boys so that we don't have any sort of yet information of when The Boys season three is uh being released um we do know that in july they wrapped up season three so and they've been greenlit for season four so plus there's also a new spinoff series that i believe they're going to be working on now which i believe entitles it's basically a college for superheroes to come together so apparently it's going to be even raunchier than the boys itself apparently because now you're going to have all these hormonal superhero characters trying to learn how to be superheroes. Is that going to be based on a Garth Ennis comic as well? I have no idea. I just know it might be something out of, um, what's his face? The guy that is um, basically the executive producer, creator of this. Um, 
uh, Crikey, uh, who also did Supernatural and all that sort of thing. So I think it's it might be his idea. But again, I don't know what it is. I just know that that's the idea of what it is. I can't even remember what the actual series is being called. But anyways, one thing I'll say about the boys trailer here with the deep. Yes. Better Aquaman costume than in <laughs> Justice League. It's amazing. I mean, it's practical. It has scales. Yeah, I, I know we're about to talk about the DC fandom, but I've I've said this many times. They they just really gotta stop the the live action films are just <laughs> oh like it's 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 two things. It's the people doing the design work that's mm-hmm. and and the, more importantly, the people who are approving it. That's the part that that ugh yeah. Just if stop. my experience in Hollywood is it any indication. The people that are approving it are probably the ones giving comments on it to get it to this final point that we're seeing on screen for a lot of this stuff. I uh, God, I I mean, some of the shows I've worked on, and you get these these producers that they put these comments, and they're like they're just sounding off so that people realize they're still alive to justify the paycheck they're getting. Yep. But you look at the comment, and you're like, what? Like I remember f- working on Rescue Heroes, and and one of the designers like they just again said the boots you know talked about the boots it was like a huge comment section about the boots and the design being submitted was for the backpack the boots were pre-approved it was just a trace off to show the backpack how it sits on the character but these producers went off about the boots for like pages upon pages and i was just like what the hell what the hell yeah yeah all right. So the uh, so that being said, um, again, no information of when actually season three of The Boys is coming out, but we are definitely looking forward to that. I still haven't seen the first two seasons. I'm going to have to watch it. Yes, you are going to have to watch because I love Garth Ennis and The Boys was never my favorite comic. I, right. I like his serious more than his comedy, but I like his stuff. So, yeah, I have okay. to watch that. And one of the other really, really nice things about The Boys is... The Toronto locations, like seeing that, like again, visually speaking, the digital effects they do for this show are amazing because you they add on so much to what is already there of Toronto. Like there are there are buildings there that you know are only so big, but they add so much to it, and it's seamless. So it's really cool to know what buildings they're inside of, and then you know Ooh, that's right. not what it looks like on the outside, sort of thing, and extra stuff's added onto it it's it's a fascinating thing and like hey i know that back street <laughs> well that was like the tva in loki because the moment they were going down the elevator it's like i was there i know i was there and i was like what the hell and then i found out it was like the hotel in uh, atlanta yeah where it was it's like i knew i rode that elevator like this freaking me out Alrighty then. So the uh, next thing we're going to move on to is um, a trailer for a movie coming out January 22nd to theaters apparently only, and that's Scream 5 or as keep I like... Screaming. What? Scream 5. Keep on screaming. Yeah. Ah! I was, I was going to say The Scream Awakens because um, this totally looks like a episode 7 version of the scream franchise you have your new crew and then you bring in your old retired characters to try and limp their way through a story involved with a new cast 
Um, don't get me wrong. I'm a fan of the screen scream series, but I don't know if I think it's been too long for this to come out. And this trailer looks like everything you've seen before. There doesn't seem to be any sort of new twist on it, except for the fact that Ghostface seems to be a fan of Sydney's. Mind you, Nev Campbell looks fantastic. Nev Campbell looks fantastic, and David Arquette looks like crap. But David, Ar- <laughs> David Arquette, yeah, David Arquette has looked like crap for years. Um, I mean, it's nice that also like uh, Courtney Cox is back and whatnot. But obviously, those are the only surviving returning characters. But from the trailer again, looks like uh, Dewey only lasts maybe the first quarter of the movie because he yeah. doesn't seem to be in in any of his scenes. He doesn't seem to be interacting with anyone other than Ghostface in a hospital. So. But that's just that's just yeah. what I'm saying. So he's he's the Han Solo of this movie. It's just oh god. Yeah, I mean, I I'm not going to rush out to see this. Um, if I'm able to watch it at home, I will. I don't think I will be missing much because again, it doesn't look unless something they reveal something like within the next month or two, you know, cause it's, again, it's a January release. You never know. You'll get another trailer and like, Ooh, that, that, Ooh, that seems kind of new. So it might just be that they might put out this trailer. that says, Hey, look, it's pretty much the same. And then they'll bring out another one. that's like, Oh, that was different. And Ooh, that seems new. So hopefully it'll be that, but I'm not really holding out much hope for it. For me, I mean, the first movie, it was an interesting premise. The, you know, the, the two, the, the two of them working together. So like, oh, it couldn't have been me because I was here with you the whole time when that person got. Um, but the problem I had with the Scream franchise was in the end, the killer was just a person. Like there was nothing special about them. It's not like a Jason or a Freddy or a Leatherface or something like that. So, Or a Michael Myers. I just, I, I look at, you know, you know Ghostface, if I was, you know, someone calls like, ooh, he's going to get, and he's at the, he comes at the window, especially if he comes rushing at me with, you know, some stupid hunting knife. I'm going to hand, hand his ass to him. I mean, I'm going to stick the knife sideways up him because honestly, there's really, it's just some stupid ass high school kid. I'm sorry. I'm going to break this guy's limbs and, and feed him to him. If it was Jason or Freddie or one of those, yeah, I'd probably get my ass handed to me. He's got the whole supernatural thing. But there's nothing supernatural about the killers in these. And it's just people panicking like a bunch of idiots. Going, oh, no, I've been cut. Oh, no, I'm going to flop along on the ground like a fish while they, they finish me off. It's like, just fucking fight back. <laughs> you know, enough already. Oh, she gets the little cut on thing. And then from that point on, she's the panicky idiot number four who's just waiting to be off. Like, or the, the in the trailer, they have the, the you know, the high school athlete guy running away bullshit if this is just some geeky ass kid in a halloween costume with a hunting knife kick his stupid ass and kill him you know just be fucking done with it and you know they even have the thing do you have a gun well i'm I'm sydney of course i have a gun yeah and one bullet's going to solve the problem done it's not like you're going to pump this guy full of lead and he's just going to laugh it off because he's actually like half demon or some supernatural in some way. That was my biggest problem with this character of the ghost face killers. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a person with no special talents or, or skills or anything supernatural about them. So I have zero respect for them. 
and zero fear for them. And if I have, you know, if I have no fear for them, I'm watching the movie the whole time, just like, just kick his ass. Like, I, I'm not the go, ooh, it's a jump scare. I, I don't care because I'm not scared. It's not like Jaws or, again, Freddy or Jason or something you really can't fight back against. That's my, my, that's my opinion on the Scream films. The first movie had an interesting twist on the killer, but not enough for me to be afraid of it. And for myself, I've never watched any of the Scream movies because anytime it's a horror movie, I'm like, nah, not really my thing. But listening to the synopsis of that, it reminds me of Hot Fuzz. Yeah. Edgar, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Th- that was a twist that I loved in that movie with these, you know, this killer that keeps popping up and keeps stabbing people. And you can't tell who it is until you realize it's this giant, like, secret society cult in the town. And I thought that was a great twist. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a twist. But, but, but when you figure out it's just a person, then it's like, oh, you know, then yeah. the twist. Once you realize, you know, what the twist is, then you're like, well, then I have nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. In this case, it was the whole town, right? It's like yeah. a secret society in the town. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Not yeah. just so like a, a little, single person yeah. or t- it's like, no, this is the entire thing. It's the cops. It's the mm-hmm. old yeah, it was everybody. folks down the street. Everybody. All yeah. of the elders. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. But uh, that was not Scream. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, when I saw that this was coming, I was just like, why? Yeah. You know, has he made a pact with the devil? That's you know, he's now got supernatural power. If he tur- if that it, would be if, okay. If that is the twist, if that is the twist and it turns out to be supernatural, or it turns out it's friggin' like it's like Skeet Ulrich coming back, or friggin' from the dead, or friggin' Matthew Lillard coming back from the dead, I would totally be like some sort of demonic sort of thing. I would totally, if they turn that would be fine. Horror, with the, with the whole, all the, I mean, the other previous four movies, it was just, oh yeah, no, for sure. Halloween it's just a guy in a Halloween. And it was a copycat after the first one. It was a copycat. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. But again, I like how someone somewhere is selling the, the friggin' digital files of how to recreate that voice box every single time. So, um, yeah. So the next thing we have on our list, uh, we're gonna go to uh, we're gonna go to a little bit of a Disney Plus, and this particular movie is being released on uh, Disney Plus Day, which is going to be November twelfth, which is something we're actually looking forward to because that's when Disney is gonna reveal all of the uh, the slate for the next year and all that. It's their D twenty three version that is gonna be on Disney Plus, and that is. Ah! Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. And that is going to be Home Sweet Home Alone. And um, speaking of uh, reduxes, I mean, this, wow. Okay. Um, I, I, I don't know where to begin with this because I just canceled my Disney Plus subscription. Because this of this? Oh, just because of this. I saw the trailer and immediately canceled. Yeah. yeah, this this I entertain thoughts of canceling Disney Plus. If the if the girls didn't watch a bunch of shows that aren't Disney Plus, I would have been like, you know what, f you Disney. Like what? Who who greenlit this and thought it would be a great idea? The same guy who gave the comments on the boots, the boots guy. <laughs> it was just like, and and then they're like, and he's got to have an accent. Yeah, that's what that's what Kevin McAllister was missing. Yeah, that makes sense. 
And what's with the what's with the officer showing up with the McAllister name on his badge? Like, what do you is are you what is this a related sort of thing? Is this what Kevin became? Is they're just trying to destroy our childhoods. Yeah, it's just like we have no good ideas. What movies can can, can we rip off again? Blatantly and piss on them. Yes, it's just just yeah, with the script. Zip. Now make it. <laughs> yeah, because again, from seeing this trailer, it basically is the same old, same old. It's the family. It's a giant family, huge house, everyone rushing to get to the airport. Um, the only thing is, um, they go even further around the world. They're they're in like Hong Kong, so it'll take Japan, even more. Japan. Japan, Japan. Sorry, I apologize. I apologize. I do know the difference between the two. I just misspoke. Um, they're don't so want to get COVID. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but seriously, oh, who's traveling oh, this Christmas? Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's the other thing too. Who is traveling with that big of a group at this particular Christmas? This has obviously got to have been done a while ago because it can't all of a sudden drop and then whatever. But then again, with having such a small cast, I mean, it makes sense to do in COVID. You have this kid and two bandits, and that's that's it. Right? That's, and then, yeah, and, and, and then the mom yeah. running around and everything. But uh, again, it looks too similar to what we've already seen nothing looks new nothing looks different besides the fact that one of the the burglars seems to be reluctant to do it i mean whatever myself i don't mind remakes right if you can do something and bring something to it yeah right because the old movie's old enough now it's like okay fine you can do a new one bring the whole idea back try and recreate it to something that's relevant but this is the worst carbon copy I've ever seen. It's, you know, trying to pull out all the stuff that was fun and original, yep. dumbing it down, making it stupid. And there's no joy from the trailer anyway that I'm seeing yeah. in this. It's just a horrible imitation copy. Like when Disney was doing all the direct-to-TV movies, like they'd have this big hit, then do the, or direct-to-video, direct-to-VHS mm-hmm. release. It's that kind of thing where you, this epic story and here's another one on video cassette. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've always been in the camp of if you're going to remake a movie, pick a bad movie and make it better. Remake it, make for it better. Sure. For don't sure. For sure. Yeah. Don't take a great movie and try to remake it and then go, oh, why didn't it, why didn't it succeed? Especially when you're like, you know, it's, it's almost like when uh, Gus Van Sant took uh, oh. a Psycho <laughs> yeah. and did a shot for shot recreation. And, and the question was, why? You know, why try to take such a, a classic movie and make it and, and change nothing and just same thing? This, they're, they're taking a, 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 a basically a classic movie. Like, we think we can do it better this time. No, no, the fuck you can't. Um, just pick a different story. Pick a bad Christmas movie. I don't even think they thought one. they could do it better. I think they would the just Hallmark said, Channel. they get paid? All right. of bad Christmas movies. Grab one of those. Yeah. Remake it better. I mean, they're trying constantly. They've got what four scripts and 20 actors, and they just churning out 300 movies a, a year. All um, shot in the same house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just it's it's like when, when I saw this come up on, on the feed, it was just like again, who greenlit this? Is it was it someone saying, you know what? Fuck it. I'm 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 retiring anyway. I'm gonna greenlit all the shit I can. And let Disney just just waste a, a ton of money, and I'm going to laugh on while I'm, you know, 
in my retirement. That actually, that actually sounds pretty good, Trevor. It could have been someone on the, you know what? Screw this. Yes. Greenlit, 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 greenlit. Let's just screw them over. Just, you know, we'll greenlit it and, and, and just see, see well, how it's got, far it goes it's, before I'm out of here. It's got Bob Iger's name on it. I guess it's good to go. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, it, it got made. He's, whoever whoever got did the green lights is probably killing themselves laughing when they saw this trailer pop up. Like, exactly. Yeah, they're like, oh, really? They made it? <laughs> it it got this far. Well, wow. if we have any listeners from Inside Disney, let us know if that theory is correct. We want the information. Just leave a comment. Oh, yeah. Again, doesn't seem like it's going to be well worth it. So um, the next thing we have up is um, something from Bloomhouse, which is uh, being released on uh, the, uh, the, the 4th of February, which is usually a dead time of the year. But thanks more recently to Marvel Universe, February actually has been quite a strong month to be releasing your movie out and all that. But um, what we are going to be seeing is from Bloomhouse, which is uh, the Black Phone, which looks to be like um, uh, uh, to be a fantastic horror uh, story. Um, it's it. Ethan Hawke playing mm-hmm. the bad guy looks creepy as hell in this. Um, there is a a devil smiling mask involved in this as part of his persona uh he oh he just it's a child abductor who has made a career of abducting kids and uh, they've just all gone missing uh this one particular time that he kidnaps this kid there's something that happens apparently there's two things happening actually. There is a black phone that is totally unplugged in his little cell that this kid's being held in. And it's allowing him to communicate with the previously kidnapped that are now dead kids. And this kid's best friend who didn't get kidnapped is out there having visions of the place where her friend is being held. And she's trying to convince the adults out in the real world to follow her her like sightings to figure out where he is and this kid is having is being basically trained how to escape from this dungeon to take out this it just it just looks like such a mind melding sort of twist on anything i've ever seen like you've seen ghost stories you've seen abduction stories you've seen survival stories and all that this just takes it all together and it just looks and it's got that Blumhouse feel to it it's got okay. that it's it, cool me on this story right now yeah. because uh, okay so I'm not the horror guy. We've talked yeah. about this. Before. No, no, yeah, yeah. So normally for horror movies, I try and avoid it. Mm-hmm. Now, when you get into the more thriller kind of stuff, like Stranger yeah. Things season one, for example, yeah, huge fan of that. Mm-hmm. So Blumhouse, where does that fall on the spectrum? Blumhouse like full on horror, or is it more thriller, or is it Blumhouse? Mystery? Well, Blumhouse is a collective, and they do a lot of. There is a lot of thriller stuff. There is a lot of horror stuff. There is like slasher stuff. There's abduction stuff. They do a lot of. They do some. Um, but this is, this is also looks like it's set in the 70s. mid seventies sort of thing. So it has that feel to it. So it has that film stock. Even it looks like it's filmed with an older film stock, which is kind of obviously it's shot digitally and all that, but. Again, um, this is 
this looks to be more of a thriller sort of thing with a supernatural element to it. Yeah. So, so when you look yeah. at this trailer, because I was getting Stranger Things vibes from mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. That's one where we were watching with the family. I'm like, I hope this doesn't get too dark. I hope this is going to be f- mostly family friendly through the whole thing. Ooh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now I'm guessing this won't be, but yeah. the still with stories like this for me, if there's sort of some sort of moral redemption, like I don't mind the zombies if they're white walkers and you got the starks going up against them right? <laughs> i don't mind you know the stranger things upside down demi gorgons when you got a group of great kids yeah. that are battling it right and um who was it will okay so when stranger things when you thought will was dead i was yes. like oh no this is gonna just be a thing where just all the kids get murdered mm-hmm, and that's gonna mm-hmm. be it yeah but the fact he wasn't the kids come back and happy ending it's like okay mm-hmm. for me those kind of stories resonate with me and i enjoy them yeah but just the slasher films where it's just people getting massacred yeah no this doesn't uh, look this I, this yeah this does not look like this one looks like it has a hopeful thing it's obviously going to be a thriller it's going to be terror sort of scares yeah. and all that yeah like this kid's gonna have to go through a crap load of stuff to get to the point you're going to be um like one of the first kids you see you actually i think the audience is able to see the ghosts that are communicating with the boy he only hears yeah. their voices but we see they're in like like they look like they they're dead they're they're reanimated yeah. corpses like the kid one kid has the sli- side of his face slashed open and all that sort of thing but obviously the boy does not see them, but the audience is able to see them. And then the his his friend, who again again is having visions, is seeing scary stuff. She's seeing the kids as well as a collective group, and she thinks that she is going to go out on her own to do it. So it's a bit of a, like an adventure sort of thing for her with a scary parts to it and all that. So it again and again being set in an era where there are no cell phones. Um, it is a landline that the phone is, but the phone is actually disconnected, but it's still it's be the scary of... thing for this generation. It's like, yeah, exactly. oh my God, no cell exactly. phones. No cell phones. What? That's the whole concept of the movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a yeah. psycho killer. Yeah, but no cell phones. Yeah. But again, you have, it's one of the few companies that are still relatively new. Blumhouse has been around for a little bit, but they're still on the big scale of things, very still yeah, new. Yeah, and they're a smaller they, company. Yeah. But they've been working with some of the bigger names. Exactly. They they do a lot of co-productions with a lot of big names and they've been able to do a lot of very impressive stuff. And again, it is more towards the genre of like the scary, the horror, the thriller and all that. But again, it looks fantastic. And again, Ethan Hawke as the, the bad guy. Yeah, the grabber is just brilliant and the one sequence you see him when he's got not got a mask on he still looks so freaking insane ethan hawk which is pretty creepy yeah which is pretty creepy yeah yeah like (laughs) modern day ethan hawk but back in the 70s so yeah but uh definitely this looks so good all right so uh following that up we got from disney plus uh some more information about our upcoming hawkeye series and we uh, now know that it's going to be obviously six parts, which we knew, but we uh, now know that we're actually going to get two episodes released on the uh, November 24th, which means its finale will be the week prior to the beginning of Book of Boba Fett. So instead of them both being on this, the one ending on the same day and the other one starting the same day, they'll be a week apart. So they're not going to cross their 
they're not going to cross the streams. But um, this Hawkeye crossing the streams. Yeah. Uh, This uh, Hawkeye trailer showed us uh, some more of it. Uh, We now are aware of that. um, The wife is still involved in the storyline. So we actually Mm -hmm. finally see here with all everyone was speculating. Oh, what's happened between you? We don't actually see the wife in all this, but she has, again, it's a little brief thing, but obviously that's how the series is going to go. We see a little more interaction between uh, uh, Clint and, um, and what's her name? Um, hey. Yeah. And Just speaking um, of the wife, before we get too far away from yes. that, I wonder if Dizzy looks at the comments before they make the next trailer. It's like, okay, just put a shot of the wife and just, yeah, just put her in. It would not, it, you know what? It would not surprise me because Disney as of late has been really good because of that sort of thing. Well, look what they've done to the alterations of what is on their things. I mean, like they've altered, um, Whatchamacallit, uh, WandaVision. The finale of WandaVision has been altered between the time that it was actually originally released and now just to match what's going to be happening sort of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that of all companies, they're the ones that have to pay attention to their audience the most because they, because of what they inspire, what to people well, come to MCU. Disney. MCU. The rest yeah. of Disney, who knows what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. MCU. Well, yeah, exactly. Attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in the trailer, we do see a little bit more of was it Steve the musical? Yes, yes. Oh, yes, that's right. I forgot about that. Yes. And, and, and so I actually like, and I went through. I actually paused a couple, like the bridge scene during the the Battle of New York and Steve the musical. And you have the Incredible Hulk. You have Thor. You have Cat America. You, everyone's there, and and you have someone being Hawkeye in this garishly purple outfit. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for the episode to see him in the audience watching this and just kind of like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So again, we have to wait until the 24th of uh, November, but um, it can't come soon enough because this looks so good. It looks like what, and again, the more that they're showing us, the more we know what we're going to be expecting. We know it's going to be comedic. We know it's going to be adventurous. Um, it's, going to be very short like again six episodes so only five weeks worth of episodes seeing we're getting two dropped on the same day and mm. it's going to be and it's going to be a great christmas marvel series i mean this is the home alone we need this <laughs> exactly yes yes this is the home alone that we need hawkeye season one is the home alone that we need um hopefully if there is a season two if uh clint doesn't get killed by uh Natasha's sister in this. Um, this the second season takes place at uh, Valentine's. You know, a, an arrow related holiday, right? Does that make sense, right? Yeah. yeah. Why not? All right. And uh, when did the, Die Hard Two take place? Uh, that took place at Christmas time as well. Christmas. That was another Christmas. How could the same at thing the happen to the? How can the same thing happen to the same guy two years in a row? Was a line from the movie of. Die Harder. That's right. Die yeah. Hard to Die Harder. Yeah. Um, so speaking of Die Hard, the next thing we have up on our list is Apex, a trailer. Ooh, which is, transition. Yeah, transition. Um, so Apex is a movie where um, Bruce Willis is being hunted by um, rich, rich people. And uh, it's 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 a uh, like I said before with the with the guys before we started recording, it's a tale as old as time. It is pretty much any sort of 
what what would you what did you use as an example, Trevor? You used um the most dangerous. It was based off the story of the most dangerous game. Yeah, yeah, and that story has been redone um, so many times in movie history. Which I mean, don't get me wrong; it's a good story. It's a very compelling story. It's sometimes done for for very well, cheap or very cheesy, well, but. The, the the story itself is public domain now. Yeah. So anyone yeah. can use it without having yes. to pay any royalties or fees. Yeah. But adaptations of it are just oh god, could they stop already? This um, one, this one looks like the technology is way beyond what we have right now. So it's obviously takes place in the future. In the future. Um and but again, it's it's just um Bruce Willis who seems to be a very badass killer to begin with um, is being hunted by people who think they can hunt down him because they have the superior technology to take him out. And of course they won't be able to. And of course it'll come down to the main guy Hunter and Bruce Willis at the end and Bruce Willis will kill him at the end. So spoiler alert, that's how the movie's going to end. Yeah. He wins after killing everyone else. He may let one woman or young child go, but that's about it. Right. Just as a side note, this is the 19th time a film has been made on, on based on this concept. I am so glad that you looked that up. I am so glad that you had the and time to look if that you up. Go for TV, it's well over 30 times they've done it up on television. Oh, okay, unless sure, some of the yeah. movies first, Trevor. Well, the most recent one was The Hunt in 2020. Yes. Yeah. Like they, they, they couldn't even wait a couple of years to, to make it again. Um, yeah, I well, just, actually, oh. because from the from the looks of this, because if you've seen the trailer again, it looks like it is a very COVID shot movie because you don't see more than one person in a frame at a time. Um, people are having conversations and it's just cut from one person to another. There's no multiple people in a single shot sort of thing. It just looks like it's very under strict. Like one person on the set at a time sort of thing. But anyways, go on with the list. Yeah. I'm looking at the list of movies and I don't recognize a lot of them as far as the names go. Um, Game of Death, Run for the Sun, Bloodless. Jean-Claude Van Damme, come on. Oh yeah, Hard Target. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard Target, yeah. Surviving the game with Rutger Hauer and Ice-T. I mean, That was it, Rutger Hauer. I couldn't remember who also was in it. Rutger Hauer was in it. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's like slave girls from beyond infinity. <laughs> um, but it's just like why keep it's I mean, on the list. Yeah, I know it's 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 the you know it's a store as old as time. Man is the most dangerous prey to hunt. But it's just yeah. like uh, I can't wait for Craven the Hunter and Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. then we can do it again, again, yet again. Um, but it's just like you know change up the story a little bit at least somehow but yeah they didn't even do that like it's just ooh, we threw a future twist on it and that's as far as they went yeah it's in it's in the future anything else no no we're good they always happen to pick the wrong guy to go on the. they always do they always pick the wrong fucking guy (laughs) they're like hmm let's see we can pick the accountant uh we can pick ooh, a tax actuator oh look we can we could pick the 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 high school math teacher. No. How about we pick the ex special forces played Green by Bruce Beret, Willis, <laughs> who just <laughs> happens to be working at a gas station, who just happens to. It's just like, oh God, guys, yeah. really? <laughs> but I guess the other movies wouldn't be excited. They're like, hey, look, we got the chemistry teacher. Fuck. Movie's over. 
Roll credits. They always have to pick the guy with like the special forces or X something or other who just yeah yeah exactly yeah. yeah. I believe this this one has like a criminal record or something like that. Bruce Willis has some sort of criminal record. Don't they always? I, I didn't. I didn't take a second pass at it. Hence the fact that I actually don't know when this movie is actually being released. If they did the chemistry teacher and it was Walter White, that would be a good movie. Maybe yeah, but it's just like oh god, guys, just just enough already. All righty then. So um, Trevor says enough. All right. Yep. There you go. Yeah. I think we're good. I think we're good with uh, Bruce Willis's latest. Because uh, Bruce Willis lately has not been doing a lot of. He's been doing How a lot of November twelfth. Oh really? Yes, it does. Early states November twelfth. I just actually was looking to see if it was uh, wow. one of these direct to subscription, you know, like uh, Amazon, cool. HBO, Disney, something. You see, that's thing. I don't remember seeing that, right? but it's a theatrical. It looks like it's a theatrical. Yeah. It was really? shot in Victoria, BC. So, well, I guess if you're going to do, I mean, okay, over COVID, they've been doing really well with their with their production. The all the BC uh, sort of work out there has been really stringent and very good with because all of the wb shows are shot there and they're all well into their newest seasons because they were able to use the filming property so i mean bc is always a great place to do that sort of thing and because the because the movie takes place on a a, a, an island of course you just shoot in the middle of the forest (laughs) in bc and you're good like you're (laughs) wow okay all right well, we'll be looking forward to seeing that on home video soon. So anyways, um, so that's uh, pretty much uh, wraps up the regular feed of our uh, coming attractions. But uh, we got DC fandom to deal with. Uh, again, like I said at the top of the show, it's their annual sort of, hey, here's what we're doing for everything DC. And again, it covers everything. It covers even covers um, comic books. It covers their television. It covers their merchandising. And one of the big things is, which is pertains to what we normally do here, is a lot of their movies. But to start off with, we're going to go with the uh, Suicide uh, Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. So we got a full story trailer uh, for this, which is like a four-minute, um, uh, basically, trailer for Kill the Justice League. What we've seen before is just a tiny little clip and all that, some video game, not even some in-game play, because... That's part of the game. And this is being released by Rocksteady in 2022. So again, no actual hardened, but it's a video game. You never know. They'll give you a year. They'll never give you an actual date unless it's like a month away from that date sort of thing. But did you guys happen to watch this particular trailer? Um, I haven't watched I the trailer, but I've, I've seen the previous stuff about it. And it's, it's basically, it's the Suicide Squad suddenly being told they have to kill off the Justice League. Yeah, because the whole entire Justice League has become possessed by an alien invaders. And this is uh, apparently, according to this, the team of um, Deadshot, Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang, and um, King Shark are the first Suicide Squad team, or sorry, uh, Team X squad Mm -hmm. to actually survive getting into Metropolis. So apparently this has been tried, tried, time and time again and in the game you're playing one of the four characters obviously you're going to trade off between the characters you might use them as i don't know the gameplay and all that but again um it just looks really cool because again this is a trailer so this is 
cutscene quality footage and whatnot, whether or not it's how well the gameplay is going to be, doesn't really yeah. matter because it's an entertaining trailer as it is. It's got the humor that uh, it does. It it you you're introduced to known characters and whatnot. There's a sequence where you're freaking well taking down a freaking black veined face Superman, and you're shooting like guns at wonder woman and whatnot and you're you're shocking the hell out of penguin and all and it just it's just a a fun looking game i mean it's got look i'm sold because it's got tara strong as harley quinn so anytime tara strong is involved with harley quinn count me in i'm not the biggest video game player but you know what i might give this a try if if it's available to me to play and all that and it just looks like from Again, it's just a trailer. We have no gameplay. We don't know what the actual game is going to be like, but it's rock steady. They've done really good with the DC in the past. And DC has done pretty solid um, showings with their video game properties, which is yeah. a good thing. All right. So uh, now we're going to move into the actual uh, media media of our media. And uh, we're going to start with uh, Peacemaker which is being released, we now actually, a week later, we now actually have a definitive date. On uh, January 13th, uh, the series is going to start on HBO Max, and it's going to be a weekly show. Um, And um, we are given basically a trailer preview, and uh, we are given a lot more of the backstory, which is what we had suspected we would happen. Last time we just had a single scene. Now we actually have a little more of what this story is actually about, and it looks like it's going to be one hell of a ride. Um, It's got everything we hoped. Um, Dude, to end this trailer on a a getting hugged by an eagle is just... uh, Robert Patrick as his father with... It just was a, a fantastic reveal and all the T-1000 that. that was the T-1000 as Peacemaker's father. father. Yes, exactly. That would explain why the chrome helmet. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, are now, we are now aware that um, the team that was working with uh, Wallace isn't working with Wallace right now. They're working with another team, but it's a couple of the people that... Yeah. we're working for wallace are still part of this team and all that um and it, it picks up right after suicide squad where he's in the hospital because there's a sequence where he's in the hospital and trying to get out yeah exactly exactly trying to yeah trying to convince a guy that he's a superhero and like no there's no superhero named peacemaker and all that but it looks like it's going to be um a bit of a uh, almost like a coming of age sort of storyline for this peacemaker character because apparently he now has to learn how to work with a team He's worked by himself. Um, I love how Vigilante is in this. And I love how comic book accurate Vigilante looks. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's not exact, but I mean, that is close. It is pretty damn close. That is like, oh, now who is the character that's in the green outfit that's fighting uh, Peacemaker? I wasn't able to figure out. Isn't that Kid? Oh, no. No, I thought Kid was in... Yeah, that was Nathan Fillion in Suicide Squad, but he—it's not—it's not Nathan Fillion in that in the trailer and all that. When I saw the green suit, I thought it was detached. I thought it was too, but that definitely wasn't Nathan Fillion that he was uh, fighting. No, no, that wasn't. So, but I again, it's DC, and there's a lot of those. I know, of course, it's friggin' James Gunn, so he'll pull out 
characters from any old place and like, no, they're part of the DC universe. I'm like, really? We've never heard of these people before. I mean, like, like Weasel. Yeah. Did anyone know about Weasel until Suicide Squad? Not you know, really. one of the surviving members of the Suicide okay, Squad. Okay, speaking of that, hands up who thought that Peacemaker was going to die. Who picked him as part of the Deadpool? I did. I I did not because I, I, I did. Because did I? yeah, you did. You, you and Gavin. I know did. some people did. Yeah, you and Gavin both did. Um, I only didn't because I was pretty sure that the Peacemaker series was going to take place after the Suicide Squad. That's the only reason why I did not say. But when he got killed off, I'm like, oh crap, he didn't. And then final scene, I'm like, yes, I get him one back. <laughs> I was just like, there's no way they can kill John Cena. Like the character looks too good. Like how yeah. can you possibly? And then yeah, they killed him. It's like, huh. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, uh, okay, James. All right, thanks. But and then that final scene, I'm like, yes, all right. So this is a sequel. I got series. one more point back. Yeah. But Weasel coming too. Weasel coming weasel. too. I'm like, damn, I lost yeah. one. Damn it. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone's just wondering, we did an actual Deadpool at the time that uh the suicide, the suicide squad was coming out, and we marked off who we thought were gonna die, who we thought were gonna live, and then we did all a point system for you, you get a point for someone that you got correct. You didn't get a point for someone you got wrong. And I won by one point. So I just happened to eke out everyone by one point. Mike, I think, was in second place behind me. And then I think Gavin was at the bottom or something like that. Because Mike, Mike, Mike picked pretty much everybody. And then it just, I came pretty damn close. And then you came pretty damn close to actually getting them all right. Yeah. If so. only Weasel didn't come back alive. You know what? If... We'll see because I, you and me had the same choice. For, yeah, you had the same choice for me, even Weasel. So we would have still yeah. been in the same position. Anyways, but uh, this Peacemaker looks so good. It looks like it's got James Gunn's humor in it. Uh, friggin', oh, there's a sequence where friggin' John Cena's running, uh, dancing around in his tidy whities and then gets beaten up by a woman in his house or whatever he wherever he's staying right now yeah. it just looks i cannot i was trying to this. pinpoint what character that was i could not figure it out like yeah well i so if anybody some knows sort who of that character strong. in the pink underwear is you know, yeah. let us know we're just gonna have to wait we'll wait oh, and yeah see. no we'll it'll be yeah it's not like it's gonna be like some sort of secret sort of thing but no we'll eventually get around to but again it just looks again it looks like friggin and it's gonna be raunchy too which is which is good well, it looks well, like so, so much fun and again yeah. this is sort of like the thing that dc has trouble with the movies i mean luckily with james gunn he's bringing some of the spirit and heart yep. and soul and intellect and all of the fun stuff that makes mm -hmm. movies great into the dc universe but to see something like this coming out as a television series like maybe inject some more of that into your actual theatrical releases because this yeah. looks like so much fun everyone working in their their live action film and just like warner brothers just needs to say tell you what you guys are all fired and we're handing the reins over to the animated guys and let them make the movies because they're just better storytellers yeah we'll keep on james gunn he's been doing yeah, pretty good it just it it's it, it was shocking like you know when they when they and that, you know you look at the list of all their animated movies versus all their live action movies you're like these guys are doing it in less time and better stories what why are you guys effing up so much like, stop trying to reinvent the wheel. Obviously, these animated guys are doing it really well. Figure out what they're doing and do that. 
Now, here's an interesting thing in the world of comic books. Garth Ennis is set to write the Peacemaker series for DC Comics. So the Garth Ennis that brought us The Boys, brought us really? Punisher Max. Yeah, yeah. He's going over to DC to do some Peacemaker. Ooh. And I cannot wait for that. That's definitely one comic that's in my pull list at this point. That sounds cool. So that's that looking at really 2022. Cool. Yeah. So next year then. All right, cool, yeah. cool. You think it's going to coincide with the series? Does it say early or maybe it will? Yeah, that would be that would be a fantastic thing. Then, in fact, one thing saying it's a one shot. I thought it was going to be a series. Oh, okay. Um, so it probably is going to coincide then. Okay, excellent. So something to look forward to also in January then, right? Cool. All right. So next up on our list um, now again. These are just randomly picked. I just happened to be going through to see because I did not sit through personally the whole entire presentation. I did not have the whole entire day to sit in front of my computer and watch YouTube and have all the DC stuff. So I oh, just... Oh, Troy. Okay, did you do it, Mike? Did you have the time to do it? No. Exactly. So there... But, well, I noticed Gavin had nothing to do with this either. So... Yeah, Kevin didn't even show up for the podcast. Where are exactly. you, Kevin? Where are you, Kev? Come on. <laughs> Come on, Kev. Where are you, Kevin? All right, so uh, next we're going to talk about Black Adam. Now, this is something that has actually been in the works forever. And we do know that one thing about it since the get-go, that The Rock has been involved, yes. Dwayne Johnson has been a a forward like pusher of this series since the get-go. And he's been working out for it. He's been, yes. Yeah, because that's what The Rock needs to do is to... Work out for a role. Yeah, work out <laughs> for a role. Wow, that guy is just huge. I watched some footage of him as Rocky Maivia when he first came into the WWE. And he was a big guy. I mean, he was still a kid. He was still in his 20s, but he was he was a big guy, but he was not defined. He was not, he was he was bulky, he was strong, but what he is now is like some sort of action figure. He is he's a he is a classic He-Man action figure is what the rock is right now but a hell of a lot more entertaining and a crap load more flexible (laughs) but anyways in this particular um this is basically a little bit of a teaser this is a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff this is a little bit of an introduction it starts off with um basically we're introduced to a couple of the characters we are introduced to um hawkman is in this we're introduced we're introduced to cyclone we're introduced to uh, uh, Dr. Fate, who is being played by Pierce Brosnan. And mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I knew Pierce Brosnan was going to do Dr. Fate. Seeing him in this tiny little thing talking about him being Dr. Fate is just fantastic. He also says that I've worked on four like James Bond movies over like 10 years, and this movie looks and feels so much more spectacular than that. He was in Goldeneye, okay? One of probably the best, like modern day James Bond movies, Goldeneye, and Pierce Brosnan is saying this is much better than his whole entire run, mind you. It's what happened to his James Bond is unfortunately, but um, this looks fantastic. And then we have The Rock doing an introduction of uh, like talking about his role in it, how he's worked his fingers down to the bone sort of thing, getting this out to the audience, uh, hoping they have one hell of a fun time. And it's still in, it's now in post-production, but 
they give us a scene and we are introduced to obviously the arrival of Black Adam in the modern day sort of thing. We still are seeing a little bit of the um, concept art that they had for us like two years ago when they were doing it. Um, but this looks so cool. Um, now, whether or not, I can't see it not being entertaining. I can't see it not being a spectacular visual. I just hope it doesn't go, you know, the normal route and we end up having some sort of giant CG fight at the end, flying in the sky in the clouds and there's a giant blue beam. I wouldn't mind that in Shazam 2 if it's pointed out and like said, hey, why is there a giant blue light in the, in the middle of this fight sort of thing? That would be something I would love to see in Shazam 2, yeah. which we'll get to in a moment. But um, what little we've seen and what little we've known but known that it's been worked on all of this time because The Rock is constantly bringing it up over the past three, four years that he's been working on, since he's been contracted to work on this. He is heading this project. He's not directing. He's not writing. He is just there to make sure it gets done because he believes in it so much. And that's what I think needs to be in your main actor. Your main pull to this story has to have that much heart and soul going into this, which we know The Rock has. From other projects that he's done, he's always put his 100% best behind it, and it's always shown. Whether or not the rest of the movie like falls down around him, you always know that The Rock is putting... I see you scratching your chin, and yes, early Rock movies are not. But you got to admit, for what he's doing, he is doing the best that he can. He has gotten so much better. He is his acting. Have you ever watched him on Ballers? He is fantastic of an actor. And it's not his physical presence that is the actor. It is his acting. It is his, his character is not the physical presence. He is a huge guy in Ballers, but it's his acting performance that brings his character to life. Of course, the friggin' Tooth Fairy is like a, a silly I'm breaking into the industry because I used to be a wrestler sort of movie. And a lot of the people go through that. But the fact that he has gotten himself to this point after 20 years of acting, and which blows me away when I saw that the other day, that he's been acting for 20 years. He is a fantastic actor. And this guy he, has, probably has the biggest hustle in Hollywood. Oh. Honestly, if you look at the amount of stuff that he does, the amount that he works out, the amount that he's just involved in all these projects. You know, like kudos to the guy because yeah. he's definitely owning Hollywood. That's awesome. For sure. Now, for Black Adam, I'm skeptically excited about this because it's kind of a weird story. Like, where do you go with this? Is he going to be an anti-hero in this? What's, you know, like, what's the premise of the story? I don't quite get it. And with this teaser trailer, it's just him kind of standing there being bulletproof. No, and it is a teaser. It's just to get you hyped. It's just to see that it's in production. So I'm not going to you know, put all of my uh, preconceptions on just this teaser trailer. Although just seeing The Rock being bulletproof and beating up some dudes is like, nah. like I'd like to see a little more. What see, do you think, I Trevor? I know a lot of the lore of Black Adam and 
he's it's not just you know he's never really been been like an anti-hero um he's just he's the ruler of a country and he had he basically was the original shazam but it was a you know different different group that he was getting his powers from and he pissed off just like the the wizard shazam who sent them so far across the universe it took him five thousand years to fly back um and it's just his whole purpose of being you know it's he's he's not here to save the day he has his his own agenda you know his own loyalties that he is 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 his own moral compass that he is is you know his guiding force and yeah if it's if it'll if if it happens that it aligns with what he's doing you're safe if whatever you're doing doesn't align with what he's doing he's a lot more powerful than you are um i mean he this is a guy who can fight superman to a standstill um you know he's power personified so what but, do you think this story is going to be well I, it, it, it looks character. like it it looks like he we're we're going to um uh Canadar, that's like the, the DC made up um land that uh, Black Adam is from originally because he was like you know thousands of years old. But it's like an uh, Egyptian sort of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um Kandak, that's it. Um and he, you know, he was the ruler there and and he fiercely fought other nations to, to keep his, his, his country going. And then when he got his ass thrown across the universe, you know, that place got basically torched. So when he came back, his first thing he was doing was fighting to, to, to put it back the way that he thinks it should be. And that of course brought him into conflict with, you know, the, the justice league and, you know, every other Yahoo do, do gooder. Um, and it's it, to me, it's it's very similar to like Namor in in Marvel. You know, he's the ruler of Atlantis, and he has an agenda to that he puts his people first ahead of the the surface dwellers. Well, Black Adam puts his country ahead of everyone else because that's what you know. For his own countrymen, he will lay down his life if that's what it takes. But he's more than happy to take your life on the way to get his to his goal. And to me, that's. You know, it's, it's it's almost like uh, uh, Mr. Freeze. You know, he, he's a he's a villain because of his methods, but his goals are actually noble. So, right, right, yeah, it's just his methods of getting there kind of questionable. <laughs> so, I can see this movie being about you know it's it's going to be his. I mean, they have to educate the the movie going audience who this guy is. Yeah, that is for sure. Yeah, him and Shazam are at odds. Um, so because it's basically two sides of the same coin, so yeah, I, I, I can see this being we're gonna, there's gonna be a lot of backstory of you know, him, uh, his because he fell in love with the goddess of Isis and you know, trying to keep her alive when she gets killed and all this other stuff, and yeah, yeah, I don't know how far they're gonna go into the mythology, but yeah, he is. So, in the, when we saw that, that, that initial thing where you know, he gets summoned or awoken or something, and they're firing bolts and he catches a bullet. Because he's never seen one. Yeah, he's never seen a gun. He's never seen a bullet. So he catches. I mean, catches a bullet out of midair and looks at it while they're they're still shooting at him. He's like, "Huh, what's this?" And then when you see his feet lift off the ground and you see the the giant bolt on his chest, and 
yeah, it's because this this is a guy who's you know he's in the same weight class as Superman. So I kind of enjoyed seeing that that your average human with a gun means nothing to him. Like yeah. I hope that this movie will hold up. Again, I'm still skeptical that they can hold it together, but I'm really looking forward to when he clashes with Shazam. Oh, I'm that's I am, what I'm really looking whether, forward to. Whether it's Shazam 3 or Black Adam 2, I am dying to see these two come ahead. I hope there's a, a post-credit scene with you know Zachary Levi and and The Rock, you know, just something like being yeah. aware of something, being aware yeah. of each other. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I am I am super thrilled for this. I cannot wait. And speaking of which, that actually segues into the next trailer. And it's not really a trailer, it's more of a behind the scenes thing. And this is for Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods. And uh, again, it's a little more um camera on the set while they're shooting stuff. There's a little bit of uh uh interview the Zachary Levi's talking about they're in production now they've just started production on it uh they show all the other shazam characters because i can't remember this shazam family right they're yeah they're 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 a family uh so obviously all the kids from the first one are still coming back with the all in the costumes and all that uh there really isn't much to this at all it is actually really a short thing it's kind of neat zachary levi looks excited to be doing this again because he he was so such a fantastic he did such a fantastic job in the first movie that it's fantastic that they're coming back now um it'll be cool to see these older shazam characters acting like little kids as zachary levi did as well and whatnot um again other than the title fury of the gods no really big idea of what the actual story is going to be i mean well, we kind of have some some things it's because uh the Rachel Zegler, Heron, Helen Mirren, and Lucy Liu are all daughters of Atlas, the god Atlas, or the Titan Atlas. Right. Um, so. Oh, I see what you're getting. I, oh, I, uh, I, I, I'm, yes, when coming, yes, we know that they're going to be going up against, obviously, because the title of Fury of the Gods, they're going up against gods. I just meant, like, are they going to be still in, like, a metropolitan sort of situation? Are they? Well, they show to- that they... In, in the, the, the little teasers and they, they bounce around to different locations they go to the you know the the rock of eternity the library of eternity uh but the things one of shazam's powers like when you break down they, they break down his name the a it's like sha is the stamina of atlas so he's pulling right. the sta- his, his you know godly at stamina is from atlas and obviously the daughters aren't aren't thrilled with that all right. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And I guess it's going to be a little bit of backstory because they've got uh, what's his name, uh, Digimon Honsu as the as the original Shazam wizard is. You know, he died in the first movie, but he's back in this one. So there's going to be some sort of flashback backstory of some sort. Gotcha. You know, I mean, why not? probably saying this is where the powers come from. By the by, Atlas is pissed that you're stealing his stamina. And is where more of his daughters are pissed because you're killing him by using his stamina all the time and splitting it up amongst your whole family. And yeah. One thing I like about this teaser is it gives me a little bit of a vibe of the Fawcett comics. Like it's that sort of whimsical, old school kind of comic book flair that we haven't really seen in comic book movies. Like, you know, 
Marvel kind of rehashed things with Asgard. So that was more of a modern version. Than, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even Wonder then a Kirby Woman. version of what Asgard was originally. Yeah. Right. Wonder Woman was its own thing. Yeah. The Amazons. Terrible. But this seems to be getting more into, again, that old school mythology a little bit more. And I hope that what we're seeing in the teaser is accurate to what we see in the movie because if they do keep with that because with um shazam captain marvel <laughs> one of the old school characters like that you know yeah. it, to capture that vibe properly you really have to go back to the roots on that and the first movie it was fun but it to me it didn't quite capture that old school element of the old comics like it was a little bit silly it was a little bit goofy and I, I still give it a pass, but it looks like they might actually be amping it up in this movie. And if they do, I'm really excited for that. Well, it, it feels like they're they're so the first movie was more like, hey, Billy, bam, you're Shazam. And this guy, want, you know, this guy who didn't get to become Shazam instead took all the, the, the you know, the demons of sins. And now you got to defeat them. This movie feels like they're like, by the by, here's where your powers come from. And some people aren't happy. And well, isn't, that, me, that's... It, isn't that technically how Billy ended up with the powers and all that? He basically got the powers and then had to find out later on what was actually where they came from, where they came from, and, and all that. Yeah, and in essence, fight for them, fight for the right to to use them, to keep using them. Yeah. Okay. So okay. So like like following... like Zeus was very pissed off that he was stealing Zeus's lightning to use for himself, and he's like, "No, that's mine. You don't get to you don't get to use that." And so he had to prove himself to Zeus to for Zeus to finally say, all right, yeah, you can use it. Because when he's using it, Zeus can't. So every time he Shazam, all the different gods and entities that he's, you know, taking the power from are powerless at that moment. So Zeus could be like, you know, he's duked it out and suddenly I'm going to throw a big lightning bolt and Billy Bass goes Shazam. And he's like, ah, fuck. Uh, <laughs> We, we, we put a pin on this fight. I'll, I'll, I'll be back when, when he switches back. No. Oh shit. So yeah, this is that, this is where the problem lays. Right. And especially now, like even, I think even the comic, the first time he did the, the Shazam family and split, he split his power amongst his family, but everyone was still, you know, it's not like Shazam was, it's not like Billy had less power as Shazam. It was just more power was now being pulled from these entities and split amongst more people. So that right, they felt right, the drain right. even more severely, which kind of because they have the, the Shazam family in this movie, it could be because they're drawing more power. Now there's an, an accounting to be held and we're going to see where Shazam's power comes from in that conflict. And to me, that's that's a great storyline. Yeah, if no, they can sure, capture sure, that, yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, Zachary Levi leading it's definitely going to be entertaining. That's for sure. That's for sure. All right. So we're going to move on to uh, the next thing. And we got the a full um, practical movie trailer finally for the Batman. And this one reveals a hell of a lot more than we'd ever seen before. And it sort of pulls back on some stuff that we have seen before. Um Namely, we uh, we see Catwoman finally. Um, we uh, we get to see um, 
uh, more of uh, Oswald. Uh, fantastically done. I mean, this is like, I don't know how much is that is going to be prosthetics, but uh, the penguin looks amazing in this. Um, however, listening to Robert Pattinson speak as Batman, I don't know. I'm not... I'm still not, I, I mean, I know none of us are sold on this movie yet. None of us are really looking forward to yet another version of, of I'd Batman. even go as far as to say as I'm sold out on this. Really? You're, that's it. You're like, out. see, because I mean, I'm, um, who is it playing Penguin? Uh, it's, it's, I want to say, no, it's not. It is, who is playing Penguin in this? Anyways, whatever. Um seeing Catwoman on all this looks fantastic because whatnot. Uh, and the look of Gotham looks fantastic. It's nice. It's gothic. It's, it's, it's England. I mean, it's shot in England. So, I mean, you have a different look than what we've seen before, which is fantastic. Um, it's unfortunately the stumbling block for me is Robert Pattinson. I mean, like prior to this seeing him standing there all brooding and all that sort of thing, like, okay, yeah, he looks like the Batman part. All right. He looks like a young Batman an early Batman. He, he, uh, no evil Batman and evil yeah. Bruce Wayne. Well, I, I think know. the coolest thing about this is that we finally know that sparkly vampires can turn into bats. Yes. Yes, yes they can. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but um, so, yeah, like, like I said, I mean, it's nice to finally see an actual sort of thing. It looks like it's finally coming together sort of thing, but it's not that, I mean, it looks cool. I mean, whatever, it, it looks really neat and I'll probably watch it, but I'm not going to run out to the theaters to see this movie. It's not looking to be like, like, I mean, we see a little more of like we we finally get to see what Alfred looks like, which is Andy Andy Circus and all that. Um, did we see? We didn't see Gordon in this, did we? Uh, I think Gordon. So. Yeah, we didn't see Jeffrey Wright, right? Which is kind of neat to see the Watcher as James Gordon now, which is kind of yeah. neat. Um, um, what is it? I want to? What is his name? Col Colin Col Colin Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell as Oswald Cobblepot, um, who, again, if he put on that extra weight to do that or he's wearing prosthetics and all that, his he does not look like Colin Farrell sort of thing. So it's kind of neat. To, and that's, um, uh, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz mm -hmm. is playing Selena Kyle. That's it. Zoe Kravitz, um, uh, Lenny Kravitz's daughter, right? So, I mean... I mean, it's well, looking I didn't to even know that was Colin Farrell as the penguin. The yeah, that's thriller. the thing. That is the like, thing. I mean, first of all, I didn't know it was him, but yeah, even worse is I didn't know it was the penguin. Oh, really? Doesn't he? No, I, I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, you're looking at it. I, I just thought he was the cop. What's the cop's name? Oh, uh, Bullock. Bullock. Yeah. Bullock. Yeah. I, yeah. I yeah, thought yeah, maybe yeah, it would yeah. be him, but yeah. it, I have such a problem with so many of the casting and character designs in this yeah. movie that yeah, yeah. it just drives me crazy. Like the Riddler, I can't get over that 
for the Riddler. You know, yeah. like, okay, Jim Carrey was too over the top. <laughs> but this, he's like a dude with duct tape on his face. And it's just like, what is this? Todd McFarlane released, you know, with his McFarlane toys, released the action figures during this whole DC fandom thing. Right. And I'm looking at the action figures of these, I'm like, right. I don't like any of them. It just, no. it just, blah, it doesn't appeal to me at all. Yeah. So it, it's unfortunate. I mean, the movie looks right. I mean, I, I don't mind the Batmobile. The Batmobile looks kind of cool. I actually I mean, don't like it. You don't? You don't like the muscle no. car as his I, Batmobile? I, it's so bleh. I, I would have to say, as sad as it sounds, I prefer the Batmobile, Batmobile in the kids' Batwheels show that they teased. <laughs> that looks more like a Batmobile. I the problem I'm having with this, <laughs> this the Batman movie, which I mean, I think I'm going to be in Mike's camp. I'm just, I'm sold out. I, if it, I'm not going to go to the theater for, to see it. I might see it if it comes on TV. Um, maybe the things that are, are killing it are the emo Bruce Wayne. The fact that, you know, if he's the young Batman and they have the whole scene where he's taking off his shirt and he had all the scars on his back. So, Ooh, he's been doing this for a while, but he's in this goddamn, you know, tactical armor suit. The one guy shoots him in the chest and then he you know, proceeds to beat up the clown Oh, guy. that part drove me crazy where right. he's walking down the hall bulletproof. And they're just hosing him down with fully automatic and he's just striding forward and takes the two. I'm like, that's not the way the Batman works. Yeah, Batman is not armored head to toe and he doesn't stride boldly down a hallway you know stealth right. is, is his biggest iron man can do that yeah you know? stealth is, is is his one of his big like, stealth and fear are yes. his, his main weapons not an armored goddamn suit and so, intelligence like yeah so that, i saw hey, that he's I the world's just, greatest detective a smart yeah, guy I, like that would walk down a hallway as people with, shoot guys with automatic weapons and just let them unload because what if no. one gets gets him in the face was right he disappeared into the shadows and then come at them from a shadow behind them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, this, that's the Batman I want to see. You'll see the cape thing like we were talking about before. Yeah. This, right? this use is the cape as a distraction. This is not the, for me, this is not Batman. This is just, you know, them like, oh, well, let's, well, let's make a movie about a, a dark crime fighter who happens to dress like a bat. Is it Batman? No, because he doesn't use the same. It's just, it's not him. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're going to grab Pattinson because he's a younger actor and can possibly do a series of movies, then you have to have Batman at that same sort of age and same sort of level of experience. Because you know, Bruce Wayne didn't kick into Batman at age 19. You know, he was traveling the world learning from escape artists and martial artists and you know, building his repertoire to become the world's greatest crime fighter. Yeah. So he probably didn't get his, you know, year one probably wasn't until he was like in his mid twenties. Yeah. So, so when they got rid of Batflick, uh, it was you know where's old Batman? Like, yeah. So oh, well, like, that's too bad because I actually really like Affleck as a Batman. Yeah, I thought he. I, I looked. For, I looked forward to that proposed solo movie they were going to do with him. Yeah. But now that they're like, okay, we got a younger guy to play Batman. And fine. when they said that, this younger guy, it's like, oh, okay. So instead of old Batman, we're going to get young Batman. It's like, okay, I can buy that. Build a franchise around it. You know, but show me young Batman. Show me the spandex, you know, where he doesn't know what he's doing. 
And then the trailer immediately as he's walking down the hall, bulletproof. It's like, oh God, get out of here. Yeah, I'm done. It's just so I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly share a screen here with you. Is that functional? Oh, I host has disabled participant screen sharing. Host. Um, where do I do that? I don't know. You, you under share screen. Uh, yep, yep. I'm seeing share screen. One participant can share at a time. Multiple participants can share simultaneously. Maybe that'll do it. Yay! Here we Everybody go. Share. All right, this is the screen I'm sharing. Do you see it? Oh, jeez. That's the Batmobile from Bat. Hold on, but just wait. There's the, the Batwing. Uh-huh. Uh, Robin, I guess. Batgirl. That's cute. A, a monster truck of, of someone. That's got to be Nightwing. That's Nightwing. That's Batman. Yeah. Look at the... I mean, that's Batman. Yeah, that's the costume. That's I mean look he's 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 not wearing fucking tactical body armor. I like That's the Batman. purple he's I like the purple big, under the cape. He's got a big set of ass kicking boots so he can stomp you yeah. to the ground. He's got the gauntlets, he's got the belt, but he's the not yellow armored. belt so he knows where it is when he's in yeah. the darkness, he knows where to reach for the pouch. He's That's not important. armored and up That's so a that nice you guys with with fully automatic weapons can go to town on him and he can just stride mm, I'm just going to That's stride a really right nice forward. big symbol on his chest too. Yeah, I mean that is that's what we should be seeing on the screen. Yeah. Not the well, maybe not that big of a hulking character, but still no, but the, but the yeah, thing a little is, less dad bod, unless it's old Batman. Look at this jaw on that guy. But this is what I'm saying. Like, I would rather watch this show, this kiddie show, than this upcoming piece of crap movie. Well, they definitely got the designs better. I'll give them that. Dude, DC Hero Pets seems more of an entertaining story than this. So yeah, I mean, I is that I will. Oh, hold on, I, I, th th there's more. Uh oh, uh oh, we got more. We got more characters or more. Robin. Oh, yeah, that's nice. That's not Dick Grayson. No, that's definitely that's probably. Not Dick Grayson. Uh, that's probably the son. What's his face? Damien. Uh, yeah, Damien, but. How can they be producing this and the crap with it just oh yeah this is this is what's killing me like yeah you DC <laughs> <laughs> you know and they're producing this stuff and you, you, then you struggle to produce any quality movie like yeah I I so these Suicide Squad aside. Yeah, I, I just like come on. What how is it you're producing these kiddie shows that have great design and probably a better fucking story? And then you throw this schlock onto the screen, expect people to line and you know there's gonna be the fanboys are gonna line up and like you know and, oh, and, yeah. and that's fine. That's yeah. their choice. But I'm not going to say I'm gonna do it because I, it that's my choice because I We've seen so many Batman movies, and it's time and time again. They're just like, why can't you get it right? Yeah. You know, how many Batman movies do you have to make until you finally? Get, I mean, you hit the ball out of the, of the park with Batman the animated series. Why can't you use that as a template? Turn it into live action, throw it on the screen, come up with a really good story. You know, good actors. Give us some. Give us something the fans want, and instead they give us the Batman. Yeah, well, I think that people that are making these movies just don't care about the source material. 
Well, the, the, Kevin Smith had a very funny quote with, that Tim Burton said that he'd never watched or never read a Batman comic before he made Batman and it showed. And it was it was just a telling comment of like, you know, you want to make movies, that's great. But if you want to make a movie based off of something, especially something with such a, a long history, do your due diligence, do your research, and, you know, pull from that material. That it's, it's been around for so long, it's got to be some sort of success, success somehow. Yeah. So to just say, ah, yeah, push all that stuff aside, I'm going to make my own movie then go make a movie about something entirely different. Don't right. grab some other armored vigilante. Yeah, like like I, I'm going to make a, a movie about a, you know, a super-powered alien. That's great. I'm going to call him Superman. Okay. And he's going to r- wrestle polar bears and, and walk everywhere. And he's electrical-powered. He's like, oh, God, just stop. Yeah, exactly. It's ex- <laughs> exactly that. Like, just, if you're, if you're not going to utilize that rich history that that comes with that character then go do something else you're supposed to be some creative film director go do something else and while we're on the oh go ahead finish your thought and and you know and then when i see like a trailer like this one i i'm just like this is some you know either the writer or the director or a combination of the two has just said you know what we can do it better than than this entire history of this character we can do it better we know better obviously you don't you know, you don't know what makes, obviously you, you don't understand, you know, what makes Batman, Batman. So having him stride down a hallway while two guys with automatic weapons unload on his tactical bat suit. That's a different character. Put an arc reactor in his chest. There you go. Yep. So I just wanted to throw this in now while we we're talking about Batman and we have future multiverse stuff coming up, but have you guys ever read planet or Batman planetary? It's a comic by Warren Ellis and John Cassidy. No, I don't think so. I have not. Okay, so this is a fun comic because this doesn't even the, look familiar. So the characters from the planetary end up in Gotham, but reality keeps shifting. Okay. So they're fighting Batman, and as it gets warped, they're fighting. And oh, there we go. It shifts, and then next thing you know, we have Adam West. So now they're fighting Adam West, and then next thing you know, it turns into oh, Frank Miller. Okay. Oh, oh, and it just Jesus. keeps oh, so on going. It's the Batman through... that keeps changing, changing yeah. the different styles of Batman. Yeah. Oh. It was such a fun comic. So as we were doing the, and there's the original Batman, original Batman with the gun. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And okay. so as we were doing the defender role, this comic came into mind, and we're talking about all the different things Batman could be. Right, but I thought that was a fun comic book because these characters keep warping through different Batman realities and encountering all of them. And what was it so, called again? What was it? Batman Planetary. Planetary. Okay. Yeah, I gotta look that up because so that... Planetary not... was one of the Wildstorm comics, like under Jim Lee's. Oh, okay. Um, okay, that sounds. And so that this sounds... is like a crossover comic. Gotcha. That's that sounds cool. Well, well something I, I know of, um, just on a side note, the people who write for comic books, you're given uh, an established Bible of things you have to adhere to. Certain Understandable. Traits, yeah. What's that? Understandable because of. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so like certain traits, characters have to have certain certain things they will and will not do. Um, so like Superman won't kill. Batman will doesn't use guns. Stuff like that. 
Um, and you can break those rules, but then you have to, you know, backtrack and say, well, you know, you know, oops. Um, but the, for the most part, you, you have to have, there are certain rules you have to follow with that character. Other than that, you have creative freedom, but there's those certain tenets you have to adhere to. And watching some of these trailers for these different movies, be that DC or Marvel, and that they're like, eh, you know, it's almost like they're handed that list and they're like, oh. And it's just like, then, then you're not dealing with that character anymore. You're just dealing with someone in a, in a Halloween costume of that character doing their own thing. Yeah. And, and that's honestly, I don't want to watch a movie of someone, you know, dressing up like Iron Man and, and just, you know, doing his own thing. I, I want to watch Tony Stark. I, you know, I want to watch Bruce Wayne as Batman. I want to watch... You know, Clark Kent is, is super. I, I don't want to watch some guy in a Halloween costume living out his own fantasies. Well put, well put. Um, so to wrap up, we've got two more things to get through, and they're really kind of short to begin with. Uh, one is extremely short, and we got a not even a behind the scenes sort of thing. It's for Aquaman The Lost Kingdom, and basically it's footage again shot on set looks like they're still doing dress rehearsal. There's a little bit of costume being done on. And we have both uh, Jason Momoa, who just is Jason Momoa saying, hey, I'm just happy to be here. I'm, I'm glad we're doing this again. And here we go, Shaka. Um, and the director saying pretty much the exact same thing. Exactly. Without like, look, we have another shot at this. This is great. We have a chance to make something bigger. We have something, we have make something more exciting. And we made a lot of money the last time. So let's yeah, do exactly. It again. Let's do it again. Um, and that's all it is. I mean, there, there's no reveal. There's a little bit of set stuff. There's not much. It looks like, uh, again, a bunch of digital stuff and whatnot. And Black Mantis is back. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which is good. It's a good thing that he I is love back. the character I, design for it. Yeah. It, and it was one of the most shockingly good things because Black Mantis could have been horrible or it could have been what we got in the movie. And it was fantastic that it's what we got in the movie. And the fact that he's coming back, he wasn't like actually killed off, killed off or decided to come back in like a third movie or something like that or whatever. But the fact that he's coming back in the next movie, fantastic. And it's a great, great idea sort of thing. But again, we don't know what else is happening on West. And like, again, this little thing is just like Jason Momoa being Jason Momoa saying, cool, I'm back. And that's about <laughs> it. I didn't see the Aquaman costume. Uh, there, there, all new one. Yeah, it's, it looks like it's an all new one. And um, there's actually one that's like an all black and a bit of silver. Like it might be some sort of motion sort of suit that i think he's wearing at one point so it could be something you know digitally put on him because they like to do that sort of thing you know robert downey jr wasn't wearing anything close to the iron man suit by the end no well, yeah he started off in armor and then afterwards it was pajamas that's it yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. Two, two guys in pajamas <laughs> <laughs> with helmets on <laughs> So the last one we're going to talk about is, again, uh, it was more of an actual bit of a teaser trailer, and it is The Flash. And in this, uh, I think it's probably one of the greatest starts to any of the things that we saw here, because we have a voiceover. The greatest Batman of all time. Yeah, Gunroy. Yeah, exactly. Is doing the voiceover. 
<laughs> and we hear Michael Keaton doing the voiceover at the beginning of this trailer. We are going through like a foggy sort of field. Uh, we walk up to a mansion. We are introduced to like a couple of other like characters and all that. It looks like we've got multiple flashes in this. Um, and near the end, we get in silhouette Michael Keaton's Batman cowl someone wearing Michael Keaton's Batman cowl. I, I, I highly doubt it's going to be Michael Keaton wearing it a lot, but someone is wearing the Batman cowl. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't look up because you'll have to tilt. Um, but uh, again, it's really short. Um, we see the Flash's new costume. Flash's new costume. Yeah, we see One that Flash's obviously new... Bruce Wayne has, has had wing tech build. Yeah, yeah. And what do you think about the glowing lights uh, while we're on the costume? Because I don't think the Flash needs uh, the glowing lights. I think well, it might they're, be just... They're, if you look at the other scenes, they're not there. I think it's because he's just traveled through time and it's the residual energy. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a built okay. up. It's a built up. It's part of It's how they're going to show the speed force. The speed force, right? Yeah, the speed yeah. force, right? Sort of thing. It's, it's, it's his energy to power yeah, up he, that to be able he's to... He's amping up power, grabbing yeah. the speed force to you know hit crazy speeds that kicks in which it's a it's a nice effect yeah okay if as, if, as, as, as opposed to having like in the tv show where just lightning goes around them yeah if it if it is a light up costume i'm with you michael that looks like crap but it's I'm like why sure does he need glow sticks attached to him he doesn't need that he's the flash no. he's not i'm pretty man. sure i'm pretty sure it's just a, a storing up of power to be able to use the speed force to travel through time All my right. favorite part of the whole trailer though the, is the, he's the, about to pull the cover pull off. The, oh my god, that is the best. And thing. it's just the voice. It's just the voiceover of holy. And I'm just yeah. like, please, please, please be the first Batmobile, first movie Batmobile. Yeah. It's the it's greatest. I mean, Batmobile you look at the ever. shape, and it's pretty close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to see the big turbine right away. Says so like, snip done. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's it's again, it's a very small little teaser, but it's probably the funnest one that. They, they had on there just because of that Batman. Yeah, for me, it was Peacemaker and yeah. Flash. Like, those were the ones that were like, all right. Yeah. No, Shazam, I thought it looked fun too, but those were the ones that got mm-hmm. me. You know, the yeah. geek in me excited. Mm-hmm. Because they look like they're going to be the most fun ones, the fun ones. Yeah. Peacemaker, Shazam, and The Flash look yeah. like they're going to be an entertaining one. Yeah. Um, Again, we don't know enough about Black Adam, but pretty sure it's going to be a half decent movie. I uh, hope so. Yeah, I'm scared about that one, but I hope it's going to be great. Yeah, I would hope. If would... it's great, it's going to be really great. Yeah, 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 yeah. But again, the Batman. I don't think. Ugh. Anyways, what? Next but summer. Next summer. DC League of Super Pets. Yes, DC League. See, yeah. Ooh, have another drink, Troy. Have another drink. All right, here we go. They released the trailer as well for it, and it's just—I mean, the actual what you see is only like fifteen seconds. Right. Yes. But it's still awesome. Yeah. Again, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. And Kevin Hart as Crypto, and Kevin Hart as—is he playing Ace? He's playing Ace, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's basically it's the Batman Superman rivalry between the two, yeah. Which again, and animated, so we know it's going to be interesting. Uh, the the character design for the d- two dogs is fantastic. So yeah, yeah. 
Is yeah, that going to be like Jumanji? As is long that as they got the same, if they have that same kind of banter back and forth, I am going to happily watch that with the kids. Yeah, no, that that's true. Yeah, the the banter because of being Superman's dog and Batman's dog. Yes, definitely for sure because you know Bruce and Clark don't do it to each other's faces, but the pets will. Oh, the pets are out. Yeah, hundred percent going to. The pets will be definitely at each other's throats. Yeah, for sure. Um. So um, as we're uh, roll, strolling on down this, uh, this road we call uh, Geeking Off the Page, we're just going to end off with our uh, returning segment of uh, Adam Asks. Wait, before we get to Adam Asks. Oh, before we get to Adam Asks, I believe Mike has a question. I have a, a Mike Asks to Trevor. Oh. You told me you were starting to watch Naruto. I am. I want to hear what you think. Like, how far along are you in the series? I am, your first impressions? I am not very far in the series, um, just because this week I have been super busy, um, far busier than I am in a normal week. So I was only able to, ca- I only caught like four or five episodes. Um, and the guide you gave me to avoid filler has been extremely helpful. <laughs> oh my God. The first season, like that, the first season alone, 40, 41% is filler. Yeah, it starts off actual canon, and then yeah, and then it just once they get I through mean, the story, it's like, oh, uh, we want to keep making money, so here's another hundred episodes. Yeah, my sense like I'm looking we can skip the, these. The guy, there's like there's a seventy episode run of nothing but filler. I'm like, thank God I avoid that. Um, so yeah, I'm going to be having that to the side. I, I will be catching the the pertinent episodes and not the filler episodes. Um, but I'm liking what I'm seeing. It's, unfortunately, it it it's a lot of characters standing and talking before they do anything and then there's like brief bits of where they do stuff because that's where the budget goes and then they go back to talking or just a slow pan of a background with as characters are talking voiceover um yeah that's anime with the tv budget right there yeah yeah i mean i i understand that and i i accept that that's fine um i'll get through it eventually at some point um, right now the girls are watching, uh, my hero academia with, with Mare. So I'm hoping at some point if I can get far enough into this, when they finish with that, I can drag Josie and perhaps even Ramona into it and we'll see, we'll go from there. So the thing that was shocking for me tonight is my oldest daughter, Annika, who's 22 years old now. She says that she wants to binge the entire series because she started watching it with us. And she got so hooked and we hit some of these emotional parts where, you know, where everybody is like, oh my God, I'm crying. And she's like, okay, I have to watch the rest of it. I have to binge. So the fact that the whole family's on board, you know, my wife, my daughters, the boys are of course on board because it's targeted towards that. But everybody's on board with this show and everybody's gathering and bawling their eyes out at the appropriate moments and getting all hyped up then if we get to the filler episodes it's like uh skip it so yeah the guide is good um yeah it, it, again, those are gonna be helpful a powerful I mean, show. unfortunately i'm not gonna really be able to invest a lot of time into it until well into november just because bet- between now and the end of october you know between birthdays and galas and all this other stuff and halloween um yeah, i don't have a whole lot of free time to rub together yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to in November having, you know, some, you know, even if I could do like a half hour here, a half hour there yeah. and, you know, try to weed my way through with a 700 plus episodes. 
Um, I'll get there eventually. Yeah. So keep us posted on that. And then the second thing I wanted to bring up is the whole Captain Kirk in space. Like, what the hell? William (laughs) Shatner goes up in Jeff Bezos' spaceship. And I just think that's epic. Uh, Was it 90 years old? 90 years old, yeah. Just recently. But how is that even possible where you're starring on a television series as the captain of the Enterprise? You inspire this huge generation of people yeah to want to go to the stars and being a role model leader and like it that show created so much and then the guy who was spearheading the show as the leading man on it actually goes up into space and gets to experience it yeah like that's a weird life imitating art moment in history and well and also be- the re- oh go ahead and also because of the it was being put together by Jeff Bezos. I mean, you know that a good portion of the people working on that project were in the industry that they are because of Star Trek. I mean, there is no yeah. doubt about that. That yeah, so it it's definitely it is definitely a weird, weird world when stuff like that happens. And I mean, it's not like he went up into space. They did orbits around the the Earth. He spent like all this time in it. He went up. Yeah. But it's weightlessness. For... You got exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were in the stars. And no. I to me, it's just it's it's rich man vanity. It's it's that's all these things are. It's just rich man vanity. That I want some rich man vanity. If I could get some rich man vanity, I would well, totally shoot myself into space. There was a thing of like if you were paid hundred dollars an hour working 40 hours a week um it would still take you over a thousand years to make jeff bezos's fortune to me like that kind of money is just ridiculous like it's yeah it's and the thing is is then there was like uh was it swedish multi-millionaire johan uh Elish in 2005 purchased 400,000 acres of amazonian rainforest to protect it and oh, that's cool. for 14 million dollars you know for the type of money that bezos is throwing hit will hit between him and musk are throwing at these who which rich guy can get in space first sort of bullshit there's so many other things they could be doing with that money that would benefit the planet and not stoke their own goddamn egos um but you know, still we got starfleet man i honestly <laughs> i you know that's great for Shatner that he got up there. That's fine, but there's so much more that can be done with the money that they're just pissing up against the wall just because they can. Like, like really, like there's so. I mean, although that's part of exploration when you really get down to it. Like, I'm down with the idea. You know what? Maybe we should take care of some things first down on the terrestrial plane before we start trying to shoot ourselves into space, right? But at the same time, that's part of humanity. That's well, if you want to explore, map the all, all the oceans. The uh, uh, we know more about more fun, man. We know more about space than we do about our own planet because we still haven't mapped the yeah. oceans. We've mapped more of outer space than we have our own ocean. But we have James Cameron to do that. He's busy. He's trying to make more fucking Avatar films. No, he's down in the ocean. Yeah, he's making more fucking Avatar. Is it what that five that they've got on the slate? They want to do five know. by ten. He's building submarines and um, but it just I, I look at this when you've got that much money, 
take care of home first before you go running off to, to I mean, if you want to, if you want to go colonize Mars, we don't have the technology to actually colonize Mars. We could get there, but wouldn't be able to breathe. What's the point? You know, but don't you it, think it's cool that William Shatner got it's, shot up it's cool, but but when you look at the so cool. how much it's how much it's cost to get to that point, I don't think it's worth it. Really don't think it's worth it. If you really want him to experience weightlessness, just take him up in the, the 747 <laughs> vomit comet, give him like 10 minutes of weightlessness and bring his ass back down. There you go. I love it when Trevor's more of a downer than me. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just <laughs> There's, I, I just look at this, when I when you look at how much Bezos has spent, how much Musk has spent, you know, trying doing this rich man space race. Yeah, but they got the money. We buy bobbleheads, they buy rockets. It's all relative. And not even close. Not even. Well, just like that whole thing of you know when 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 the, the pandemic hit, the quarantine, and people are like, oh man, I'm stuck in my home. Well, there's deserves being being stuck in a one room of like you know apartment not going anywhere and being stuck in like a you know 26 room mansion there's a yeah. there's a difference there's it's we're all in the same boat yes but some of us are in rowboats and others are in goddamn cruise ships there's a difference some of us are making rockets to space yeah some of us are making giant phallic rocks rockets to fly into space with. i love how it looked like a weird space ball it's a giant penis or, it's, uh, it is a hundred percent penis it's yeah. bezos just firing his dick into space i love it <laughs> <laughs> pure white he's just shooting a load into space yeah and my anarchist conspiracy mind would have a lot of other things to say about bezos but it's so cool that shatter got to space that's just neat i mean i said i'm fine with him getting to space that's great that's great for him you know but i just look at the money involved and like there's so much more that could have been done with that i'm just thinking how do i make that much money that's just it. maybe this podcast if you'd like to make a donation and buy us a coffee <laughs> or a rocket to space please donate yeah all right so that being said we're going to go on to our final thing of the evening of the episode is uh, going to be our adam asks segment and uh this time adam asks with what if coming to an end and the flash trailer dropping i asked the council of average size junk are multiverses necessary with multiverses and alternate timelines becoming the, will they become the new zombies or vampires? With uh, mainstream broadcast TV shows like Regular Joe actively exploring paths not taken, and the two major comic book film properties going multiverse, is it a natural evolution of complex storytelling across m- media and time, or is it just lazy writing? The X-Men films actively ignored continuity with much care, and Doctor Who has been broadcasting for the better part of 60 years, and the only nod to changing events is wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. So what do you guys think about that? Is the multiverse really necessary? And uh, I'm just going to come out and say that um, I'm not sure if it's actually necessary, but it is nice to see that some companies are so far doing pretty good with it. Um, Marvel is looking like they're building a whole entire phase around the multiverse. I mean, with WandaVision and Loki 
and now upcoming the new Spider-Man movie, and we've got Doctor Strange after that. It looks like we're going to be on a well-manicured ride to be able to experience what a multiverse is. Uh, DC, on the other hand, has, as we've said in the past, it's they faltered. They've tried to tie together a universe and then had to rewrite a universe and then had to rewrite a universe and nothing comes together. And they put out project A and project B and have nothing to do with each other, but then try and figure out a way to tie it all together. And unfortunately, I don't believe it's working very well. Um, The idea of this Average Joe show seems to be an interesting prospect, but I don't know how much legs it has under it. I mean, I'm not having seen any episodes at all of it. I think it's only just started airing just recently, but it doesn't, I can't see how it is. Does, does he experience the same couple of days in a row, just taking a different path? Like it's, it, it uh, is it going to be friggin', uh, friggin' um, Nicholas Cage and the knowing, and then you just backtrack to let's follow this path line. Nope. Let's backtrack to here. Let's follow this path line. No, let's backtrack to here sort of thing. But I mean, the multiverse, if it's handled properly, and I'm pretty sure you guys would agree, if it's handled properly, it is a great storytelling device. If it's not handled properly, it is the worst crutch ever. Right? I think that's a good summary. Yeah. Think so. You think so? Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I am looking forward to the multiverse for Marvel. There's no doubt about that. Um, there's information coming out that as it's right now it's speculation rumor about the uh, the Netflix Marvel characters or at least a couple of them are coming back to the fold of the Marvel universe and there is a good chance that one of the ways they may be introduced is through a multiverse sort of storyline where it's going to be like uh, Jonathan Petrol and Charlie Cox and Kristen Ritter who are in talks with Marvel to come back as the characters but there's a chance that they may not have any connection to the netflix characters but their characters will eventually come in so there's a good sort of thing so if that is where things are going i welcome that sort of thing especially those characters of punisher and jessica jones and and daredevil i mean again still there's no 100 on whether or not charlie cox is going to be in the new spider-man movie and but you never know sort of thing. I mean, with the multiverse of bad, with the multiverse opening up, it could be at the end because the multiverse is open up. Now Charlie Cox can come into the, because technically he'd be coming into the Sony Marvel universe. Cause technically this is the last Marvel studios, Sony Marvel, Spider-Man. I think if I remember reading whatever reports properly or watching, what was that? Who knows? Yeah, exactly. See, this is why multiverse is the problem. <laughs> exactly. I, I, Lawyers, I, damn it. My, my personal opinion is if you're going no, to No, 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 Trevor. What, Trevor, you're not allowed to use your own personal opinion. Oh, oh yes. I, yes. So you have to use Kevin's. <laughs> I, I you checked with my Kevin's. wife. I'm allowed to use my opinions for today. Uh, okay, all right. All yes, right. yes. She, she let me. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, if, if, I, I think if you're going to use the multiverse as a plot tool you embrace it fully and you you use it thoughtfully in a way to you know combine like in this case where you've got 
Sony owns some rights and, and Marvel and you know, you got diff- different aspects and you want to kind of bring them together in some fashion using the multiverse in a, in a thoughtful manner. As long, you know, if you're like, we're doing multiverse and everyone's like, all right, fuck it, fine. We're doing multiverse. Everyone's embracing it. This is what we're doing. But if you've got like one or two, like, hey, there's a multiverse and no one else even talks about it or, or acknowledges it anyway, then that's lazy writing. Then you're just like, I'd have no way of bringing these together fuck it, multiverse, um, then yeah, that's lazy writing. But I think with Marvel and Disney and now even Sony, with them embracing it and saying, this is what we're doing. This is how we're, we're going to, this is the way we're going to make it work. That's great. If, if this is how you're going to do it, that's great. If you're going to make a TV show about, you know, guy who keeps jumping universes and, and making himself the ideal life. I mean, there's been movies where, uh, what was the movie uh, about time where a, a kid realizes his dad right, tells yeah. him he can travel back in time and change his past to change his future to have a more ideal life, um, which was a really fun movie. I, I watched it recently. Um, you know, they they decided their way of, of doing it was time travel. Okay. Um, you know, Marvel's decided we're going to do multiverse. They've done it in the comic books. It's, it's not like it's something that there's pulling it out of their ass this has been well established in the the marvel comic book universe they're just like this is the plot device we're using i don't feel it's lazy writing if it only happened in one movie to try to explain a narrative and it was yeah. never talked about again then yeah, yeah, yeah that's 100 sure, yeah. lazy writing yeah but this is something that i think the entire mcu has said this is where we're going this is how we're getting there everyone's on board with it then yeah use it now, if they overuse it, that'll be a problem. But it doesn't feel like that's the case. If they're, you know, if they're going to be bringing it over the the Netflix characters and saying this is how we're introducing them, all the more power to you. If they grab Wesley Snipes and throw him in the Blade movie, all the more power to you. If they somehow multi multiverse that in there too, um, might be a bit much. Uh, Just a bit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it's it'll be interesting to see now with DC kind of doing like a flashpoint with flash where he's going to have multiple flashes, multiple Batman, yada, yada, yada. Have they really explored this before this? Um, the closest would be the, the, you know, flash telling Bruce Wayne in Batman versus Superman, that little, you know, event. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's the only inkling they've had of, time travel or anything like that and that felt more like it was supposed to be time travel and not dimension hopping or yeah. multiverse hopping but now mm-hmm. there it looks like they're like hey we marvel's getting into the multiverse fuck it well, let's get there too um so again this is why the anim- dc animated universe need to take the reins of the live action universe say all right screw it we're going to tell you how to tell stories and we're going to tell good ones we're not just going to copy everything marvel does because we want to make marvel money yeah, because DC has a way to get their hands on the proper actors. They yeah. just need the proper writers to be able to pull off anything. Exactly. But, yeah. Writers and directors and most importantly, producers who will let the writers and actors yeah. do their job and not yeah. micromanage. Yeah. What do you say there, Michael? Um, in answer to most of Adam's questions, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so are they necessary? If you want to create a cinematic universe where things have been scattered in the case of X-Men, Fantastic Four, 
Spider-Man and the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the Netflix. Okay, there is some sort of weird multiverse, timey-wimey kind of stuff that you need to do in order to bring that stuff together. And we've seen that stuff in comic books all throughout our comic book history, like mm-hmm. Crisis on Infinite Earths, things like that. There is some justification to creating this to bring all these concepts together where you can keep the old movies, keep the history and create a, some sort of reason why everything's coming together now. And I think the multiverse in the case of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is a great idea. Especially because like the um, Infinity Stones were basically the MacGuffin in the whole first, what, phase four? Is that what we're at now? Yeah. To bring everything together. No, you start off with just a billionaire making robot toys. And now we've got everything. We've got aliens. We've got magic. All this kind of stuff. But now where do we go from here? The multiverse is a great excuse. And with Loki, with through great writing, we were able to create a reason where we can start seeing all this stuff get pulled. And also where can we get like new superheroes? Where can we get new characters that weren't around? In this case, I think it's really smart. Where things are going in the DC universe is kind of strange. And DC's always been a little bit more clunky at pulling these kind of events together. But it's kind of strange that we're getting a new Batman movie and then we're getting a Flash movie with a different Batman. It's kind of weird that we have something awesome like Suicide Squad happening where like, okay, you could build a universe around this, but then you're having all these extra things happening that don't really coalesce with that storytelling. And it can work, right? If every movie is a good movie, then you don't need to bring it all together. Like the Joker movie, like I don't know where the hell that fits with Suicide Squad. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Do we need a multiverse to make them gel? I don't think so. It's like, just let that movie stand. Let the other movie stand. And whatever, be done with it. And that's one thing that DC Comics was always really good at doing is the weird Elseworld stories where it's like, you know what? This is just a graphic novel. It's a one shot. It's like, you know, Gotham by Gaslight, done. It's its own thing. You know, Superman, Red Sun, done. Like, you don't need a big event to bring all this stuff together. Now, is it going to be the next, what did he say, zombies or vampires? If Marvel makes a lot of money, then yes. Yes, like people it will be, will you're right. be yeah. trying to copy it yeah. all over the place. It's like, this is how we bring it all together? Yeah, Luke Skywalker is now part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What? Yeah, multiverse, man. Like, <laughs> they could do that. <laughs> Kingdom of Hearts. Kingdom of Hearts is now in the Marvel Universe? Yeah. Keyblades like, everywhere. <laughs> yeah. You know, Kermit the Frog. <laughs> you know, all oh, the come Disney on. The actual Muppets in the Marvel Universe? That would be fantastic. Multiverse, baby. Yeah. Did you guys ever watch 30 Rock? That was one of my favorite episodes yep. was the Muppet yep. episode. Yes, yes. <laughs> Just to yes. everybody has Muppets. That was great. Uh, what am I missing? Yeah, so then as far as, I guess, the uh, events change, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey kind of stuff. It's like, okay, if you need to bring things together, fine. You know, you can do it like that. Um, I think about Cerebus and the way Dave Sim handled that because 
no, he's just doing his monthly comic book and he's just jamming with other artists. So he had all sorts of crazy crossovers with different characters and he was just doing it for fun. Like there's no reason those like flaming carrot on the moon with Cerebus. It's just strange. Like, no, because he's just jamming with a comic book friend or there's a whole episode in guys where he's just teaming up with all sorts of independent artists and in Cerebus Jam, even teaming up with the spirit. Then, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, I mean, Cerebus showed up in Team Right, NTA. that's right, that's right. I forgot about that, right? yeah. So you do that kind of stuff just because it's fun. Then afterwards, you have a fan base. It's like, oh, where exactly did this happen in the timeline? It's like, ah, crap, okay. I guess that would have happened around here. And then you kind of timey-wimey it so that it all makes sense. And I'm fine with that right because the main thing is you want an entertaining story you want to you know i guess be authentic to yourself in the moment right if i'm doing a crossover with somebody else okay you do that because it's fun and that's the story you want to tell and then you can kind of rejig it to fit into the continuity i mean hell they did that with the bible with the canon and non-canon right so um yeah i think it's okay to do it but like trevor said you have to do it intelligently if you're going to do it I think that answered the question. Yeah, no, that pretty much uh, covered it all. Yeah, we are. Yeah. So I believe uh, that is a pretty good place to wrap everything up. I want to thank everyone for actually uh, sticking with us and all that. Uh, well, we didn't talk about uh, anything other than all the uh, trailers, but there was quite a bit for us to cover. And you know what? We've been I'm surprised we lasted this long. I thought this yeah. is going to be like an hour episode. It's like two and a half hours. What the... I'm yeah, sure exactly. when Gavin comes back, there'll be a whole bunch of more stuff. Exactly. So we'll uh, be back all next week. Uh, same uh, bat time, same spider channel. And uh, we'll be uh, on the count of three. We'll give us our old collective goodbye with the three of us. Right? Sure. The three caballeros, right? What? Left. Yes, there's three of us left. Yes. All right. And on the count of three. One, two, three. Collective, collective goodbye. goodbye. All right, then. Good night, everybody. We harmonize better with Gavin. What's up with that? Actually, yeah. <laughs> he might be the one holding us back. Gavin. <laughs> Gavin. You've just been listening to Geeking Off the Page with your hosts Mike Kitchen, Gavin Burbage, Trevor Brown, and Troy Bowman. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Also, if you could leave us a rating and comment, that would assist in allowing others to find this podcast more easily. You can follow the podcast on the following social platforms. Instagram and Twitter, search for at PlanetGeekPod, all one word. On Facebook, search for Planet Geek Productions. Or you can send us an email to PlanetGeekPod at gmail.com. Buy the guys a coffee by going to ko-fi, ko-fi.com slash planetgeekpod. And know that any and all donations will go towards improving all current and future Planet Geek Productions programs. Thank you for listening. Okay, let's start...
uh, going, I guess. Nope, that's not the button I wanted. Where the hell did Who it go? starts? Do I start? Yeah, you would start. Yeah, well, it's the regular routine. We just don't have a Gavin this time. Yes, Michael, you would start. Oh, we're doing that now. Yeah. Well, we might as well now. I mean, if you want us to sit around and stare at a screen for another 10, 15 minutes, and then we can start doing it. But we did that the other week. You <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm a master of fright and a demon of life, and I'll scare you right out of your pants. To a guy in Kentucky, I'm Mr. Unlucky, and I've known her throughout England and France. And since I am dead, I can take off my head and recite Shakespearean quotations. No animal, no man can scream like I can with the fury of my recitations.